Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, everyone, and welcome. So good to be here with all of you today. Uh, If you're new to the program, welcome. Welcome to our tribe here. I'm Michelle Mache, the host and pilot, and we've got our uh, co-pilots, cohorts, sound engineers, wisdom givers in the chat room, also known as the Sacred Space of Empowerment as well. Uh, Yay, sound, hey, spirit and form, crystal balls, camera, welcome guests. Okay, if you have a question or a comment or you just want to say hey, that number is 347-539-5122. If you do have a question or a comment, please press 1 on your keypad, and that gives me an alert on the switchboard that you have a question or a comment, or you just want to get on air. You don't even have to have a question. You can have a question, but you don't have to have a question. <laughs> I'm in this kind of mood, can you tell? Um, okay, guys and gals and everything in between and mixed around and blended wonderfully. I need your help. I need some recordings. We've gotten a couple, but there's thousands and thousands of listeners. So where are you? Just need a a recording about awakenings, how your awakenings have been or your awakening or just even recording I'm awake, I'm living woke, you know, I love awakenings or... You know, uh, awakening in my life, I'm living awake. Whatever phrase um, you would like to use, or just your story or a little sentence or two. Had to mute you guys to drink a little water. Got a little tickle in the back of my throat from my vegan donut that I'm addicted to (laughs) the maple and blueberry. Vegan donuts at um, Whole Foods. That's my little my little divine gift to myself every now and then. So really need that. Um, also, of course, want to thank. I saw some more appreciation comment uh, and great reviews on iTunes. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, the promo for Awakenings, just a line or two, paragraph, whatever you feel. Um, that you would like to share, and you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, please subscribe to the blog on soulplayground.life, or if you do, if you feel a resonance, um, that a gift that you can um, download some deep, transpersonal, transcendent, shamanic inner work. Um, so anyway, that's uh, still up there. So that's a little gift for new subscribers if you feel the call. And uh, there's other resources on soulplayground.life or soulplayground 
www.thepowerhouse.com. So keep those promos coming because I want to do it by the end of the um, – I'll keep reminding you. Do have a workshop coming up on the 19th, going to be connecting into the lunar eclipse energy, which is highlighting that Leo Aquarius access. That's all about grounding and down, getting the downloads, that Uranus and Taurus getting the divine downloads, the expanded consciousness of that new emerging consciousness, really expanding in consciousness. And so a lot of my uh, workshops and seminars, I'm going to do a couple in-person ones, but this one is a tele-workshop. So if you're interested in that, you can go to awakeningspodcast um, at gmail.com and for more information. Or actually, you can go on my um, website, soulplayground.life. There's uh, info there. Just go to events and uh, happenings, soul path happenings and events. Really excited for this new energy pattern. Um, really that started, I mean, it's really since the harmonic convergence, I guess you have to say that it's always been there emerging and, you know, had a big turnaround with it. What was it? 67 to 68, 1967, 68, again, 1987 to 88, 1997 to 2000, then 2011 to 2012. Then we kicked into, oh, actually 2005 because we went into the converging flow then. So there's been all these milestones and markers, right? And I love our guests from last week because they really tapped, um, hopefully have them back again. They work with one of the troops that I work with, the spiritual hierarchy, the ascended masters, on working on the plan. What is the plan? Well, is that love, light, and motion? It is to connect more into unity or oneness consciousness, unity, not losing the individuality, not losing the idea that were these individuated aspects or unique beings, you know, in the eyes of the mind or God, the all that is or creation, however you want to term it. But that it's now the game of separation, which was false. We still separate out as soul beings, but we, the recognition that we're not separate. And, when, you know, when we realize that, it gets harder to do nasty things, mean things to people, you know. So it's pretty exciting. And one of the byproducts, and I want to touch on this, plus I've got a comment from uh, James that I want to, one of our great stellar listeners. Hey, shout out to James in Australia. Um, one of, one of the um, byproducts, not only wanting to move away from conflict, you know, the idea of debating, but the, the ability to say, see many sides, because the in the land of spirit, I always say, the realm of the soul or spirit, it's a lot of, it, the energy is really undifferentiated. So it's really you want to speak in terms of and and both, not either or, or us and them, right? That's why you, you remember, many of you that have been listening to the program for a while, Years ago, the guides had instructed me in the Oversoul were saying, really refrain from using that's good or that's bad because that really reinforces the duality plane, the extremes of polarity, right? It puts you in that dual mode. That is an aspect of consciousness and how it, you know, out pictures. We've got something that's within and without, up and down. 
but it doesn't really get to the truth and it doesn't usher in or help usher in that oneness principle or the, the unity consciousness, which is love is the binding force. It's the attracting force, that cohesiveness. And so the, the term they guided me to use, and a lot of you see in my posts, whether on Insta or, you know, my YouTube channel. By the way, I uploaded a new uh, video for each sign. I did about, I don't know, 15, 10 to 15, some 20 minutes for each sign. Um, and I think I'm going to do it that way because I really am able to just tune in and receive the, the messages. So there is a new video uploaded on YouTube. Um, anyway, the phrase is life enhancing because all of nature goes towards what's life enhancing because what seems bad could end up being really good, right? What seems good can end up being really bad. So if you're connecting in intuitively, and you notice that something is more of a resonance, unless there's enough dissonance for change or growth, you know, we need some dissonance. But you begin to see, am I making my decisions in a way that's most life enhancing for me, you know, and, and the situation? That puts you into, without, this is wrong or this is right. You know, you move out of the extremes of the polarity, but you move out of the judging, being judgmental. You begin to judge what's right for you or resonates for you or what's healthy for you or what's optimal. See, all of those things take in a lot more images and pictures and possibilities when I'm looking at what's optimum, what's healthy, you know, what's life-enhancing. <clears throat> but when I'm going what's right and wrong, right away that, that does put you in a place of, you know, one person or the situation is black. It's more black and white. And so we're really moving out of that, the binary. Um, it's the three principle, the third, which is the act of creation. From that binary code, there is a third that is created, a third entity. So that's what we're going to be playing in more into 2019. Those of you that are interested in numerology, I did do a post on soulplayground.life about the energy pattern of 2019 and what it means individually. I, I broke down the numerical um, energetic cycles from 1 to 10, to, just to keep it simple, and then what each individual cycle. So you'll be able to calculate whatever cycle you're in right now or finishing or going into and how the collective cycle will um, mesh with you or harmonize with you or affect you. Um, I guess is that that's the best way to look at it. So, yeah, so we are, you know, moving out of that extreme of the polarity of the binary um, aspect of being into more inclusivity. There's a real urge and pull and nudging, pulling, pushing, uh, inspiring energy towards that which is inclusive. And within ourselves, of course, it all starts with within ourselves. The more we're inclusive with our aspects of being with ourselves, the more we are okay with the paradox or what seems to be the paradox, the more we're okay with other people. You know, the truly the happier you are, you live by, by joy, right? So one of the byproducts, I want to go back to this, is and I touched on it, we touched on it last uh, week with the guests, that you feel 
you, you're responding more as a soul being. You're just showing up. There's less pre-thought. And in some ways, you don't really see yourself or recognize yourself because you're so in the moment of unfolding and just responding openly, vulnerably, but I would say accurately, authentically to what is, to what is going on, right? It's an authentic uh, expression. It's less calculating. So it, I, I call it, it's beyond the spiritual. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, obviously everything is spirit. Everything, you know, is, is, is consciousness made manifest. Maybe that's it. It's going, it's out of realms and levels and layers. It, it's, it's this quantum leap that many um, are experiencing right now. We're very undefinable. But it, it, it is responding. It's, it's, it's that next level of soul alignment where there's less ego personality, where the, the soul is fusing with the, with the personality. The soul is dropping down or inhabiting. And that has a lot to do with that. <clears throat> there's a lot of aspects if we look at it astrologically, the, the, you know, what got stirred up and anchored in that Jupiter in um, Scorpio now that Jupiter's in Sag going to go into our beliefs our way of being um and the uranus in um you know it's the transpersonal planets the the uranus in uh in, in taurus grounding you know we went back or we into aries to kind of finish up stuff individually and now the anchoring so it's really the anchoring um oh goody tamara's putting <laughs> thank you tamara put my uh youtube link in the chat, um, got to think of a YouTube name. I just had my name or Lightbeam21. Don't know whether to just put Soul Playground. Do I call it Awakenings or Awakenings with Michelle Mache or do I call Awakenings and the Soul Playground? Anybody got any ideas? Uh, Spirit Informed, thank you so much. Yay, love your YouTube. Um, yeah, it was a good one. I ended up having to do because I was traveling and I didn't have my um, – tripod so I used a stapler <laughs> on its side all right everyone so let me just touch base here with what James was saying for comment <clears throat> and it's so spot on so he's saying hi Michelle I just can't accept the commentary that people who suicide don't receive the light when they pass I reckon anyone, soul, that is brave enough to incarnate in a body that is riddled with chemical imbalance or trauma to the extent that each waking day is a horror deserves a gold star whenever they pass. Yeah. I also don't accept that it's an open question as to whether the soul goes into a pit or the light. Crikey, what a torment to have to experience. I really feel for those people who suffer internal demons. Yes, as well. Um, no, everyone goes to the light. There's no judgment. See, again, the perfect James is tied into what I was sharing at the top of the program. Those are man-made things. I mean, I've worked with enough people. I've had two near-death experiences. I've worked with enough people helping them shamanically or as a bereavement counselor. No, there's no pit or purgatory. Those are mental states. You know, and I've even worked with people when they're crossing over they're, that have said, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Operative words, thought. So we have a lot of thoughts. And I do, that's what I'm saying. I feel we're moving beyond thought right now. We're moving into the experience, less filtered, more raw, unadulterated, undiluted of spirit, of what we experience. And 
No, I mean, you know, that goes back to, you know, whatever somebody, if somebody's a, what is it, a, back in the day in the Bible, a prostitute or somebody was a thief or whatever, they still got the same love. And everything that's enacted or acted out, no matter how much we misunderstand it or how heinous or horrible, it's an aspect of God, is an aspect of the all that is, is a vibrational frequency that for whatever reason needed to be played out planetarily on this dimension, on the earth plane, needed to be in the manifestation as a reflection. That's why it's so important to move as much out of duality as we can so we don't invoke the opposite, you know, we don't invoke, you know, again, there's that middle ground or middle way. So yes, everyone is of light and that's what you return to, whether you believe it or not. Now, while you're crossing, you might have a different experience because between here and the etheric and end of the astral, we are ruled a lot about our individual and collective thoughts. Okay. But past that realm or dimension or that veil, is only that oneness, which is dark and light is all together, right? So, all right, if you have a question or a comment, call in. <clears throat> if we're souls playing all parts, we've been good, bad, ugly. Well, see, spirit doesn't really look at it. It isn't good, bad, it isn't ugly. And one of the things, we incarnate the same the same energy, the same. I remember when I was eight years old, I was or 11, running towards the Hare Krishnas, you know, from the ISKCON religion and chanting, right? And so we come in as we were. We don't, it's not one time I was a thief and so now I'm a, a robber or I was a robber and now I'm a cop. No, we're, we're the same. We're the same <laughs> because everything is happening now, right? Even though we look at things past, present, and future or other dimensionally, it's all happening now, separated or predicated by, uh, vibration and frequency, you know, whether something is forward and more in the present or in the future, that's that space-time continuum or timeline, right? And this is why for us on a human level, we have human law, we have, you know, universal laws, we have, you know, be kind to others, we have these laws and guidelines and rules, we have what we, what we would term as a bad experience or something that's bad, However, I got to say, there is no judgment in the land of spirit. It's what is most life-enhancing. It's what's being played out. Carl Jung, the psychologist, talked about this. He says we all come in with a living question. And I amend that to say we all come in with a living question and the answer. So we're both the question and the answer in our life. Just kind of get that, you guys. Get that. Just rise above. Rise into the ninth center. Rise above. Rise from the seventh into the higher self, the eighth chakra, rise above, expand your awareness right now. And look at everything and everyone is playing something out. It's a question. It's in an answer. It's a vibrational frequency. In a way, we say God is getting to know itself. God is loving itself. It's this living, breathing energy and, and, you know, and an entity in that source, in that way. You know, you could look at like a big ball, a big ball with all these potentials and possibilities. And when there's enough resonance to something, it plops down into the earth. Okay, that's how it goes. There has to be the resonance. This is why the ultimate shift that causes change is consciousness, is not fight. We need that. Yes, we need people to 
you know, fight. We need people to, because that's part of the, the trip. That's part of the, you've got the peace people and the fighting people. You know, you've got, oh, it's 12, 12, 22. So in order to have manifestation, you have to have the, yes, the binary, right? The zero and the one. You have to have the magnetic and the electrical. You have to have something that sparks something in the womb, right? You have to have the, the, the you know, the phallic and it goes into something, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the sperm and the egg. You know, we got all that. But it also can be done now in a Petri dish. or t- So whatever the catalyst is of the one, but that's not going to be the focus so much anymore. It's not going to be... Again, the binary where we're going to be playing and understanding is what is is the is creation, not the egg and not the sperm, not the magnetic and not the electrical, but the combo of it. What does it create? What's in the center of it all? What's in the center? Okay, it's, it's kind of moving into the subtle energy. What divinely wants to come through me as me? Okay, so that's where we're all starting to play. You know, we don't completely have the languaging for that yet. Uh, Tamara in the chat, love that, Michelle. We are both the question and the answer. Yes, we are, and we're needed. So the question, but we don't get downloaded into life on the earth plane, plop down or appear, appearance day, however you want to look at it, unless what we're representing has enough vibrational juice there has to be enough resonance not only within that individual soul but within the collective that you're coming into okay that's how synchronicity works you know it's like oh why did i get this experience or well because you're the right mixture that's why i share with people i had a lovely session with someone the other day and they were doing they've been doing actually yesterday we've been doing a lot of visioning and meditation but you that you can't just you have to go to the place you have to get the resonance it's all in there but you you have to bring step it down i always see like resonance is like rubbing you know lotion on our body we have to we're physical beings we're in physical form we're manifested consciousness made manifest so you have to be around that which you want that which you want to draw to you or experience So, you know, you want to be an artist or you want to be, it's great, but you need to go to some museums or some galleries or sit in a cafe where other artists are or talk. You don't even, it's great if you can talk to the people, but if not, just rub elbow, just get in that energy field. And then that triggers where it is in within you and it catches fire in fuego. That's the soul fuel. It catches the fuel of the soul. But there's some interesting game we have on the earth plane that we have to physically be around it to some degree. You know, that's why they say psychologically, tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are. Or your five best friends will tell you, show you where you're going. You see, that's all about resonance. You know, what is it, back in the 30s or back in the day when they had the fountain shop or ice cream shop or whatever, in the, I think it was Swanson's in Hollywood or something. I don't know. I think it's Swanson, whatever the name is, okay? But the, but the starlets would go there and spend their money on their little, I guess back in the day they had Coke and, uh, what is it, banana split or something or soda or whatever, okay? The soda pop fountain, whatever it's called, and they could get discovered. Well, they had to be there. You know, they, did, they had to leave 
Iowa or Ohio or wherever they came from, they had to go to Hollywood to be discovered. You know, sometimes you get discovered in your hometown, but most of the time you have to put yourself in the environment, in the vibrational frequency where, where there's more of what you want vibrationally. I hope that makes sense for those of you manifestors. Okay, let's dive into questionis, preguntalas. Uh, hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Hi you're on air. Stephanie. What's your name? Hey, Stephanie, welcome. What's your question or comment? Um, I was just, I've, I've always felt I've been very, my intuition has been very strong ever since I was little, more so than probably some mm-hmm. other people. Um, mm-hmm. And I was told by a psychic one time that I have psychic tendencies, but I grew up in a very strong okay. church that really pushed away a lot of that, and I felt like I've buried a lot of it. Um, okay. I'm starting to come back into me and mm-hmm. like right now I'm I feel stronger and okay. more in touch with God than I think I ever have. But I'm trying cool. to get touched. And that's I mean, I've had experiences in the past. I've had things knocking on the door and there was nothing in there, you know, and I've had I think I saw an angel when I was okay. a little kid and Possibly even something else. Yeah, I'm not do. sure if okay. that's even real or if it was my imagination cool. or whatnot. But you know, and I, I just want to know. You know, I don't know what exactly if I have gifts or what they are because I've kind of not. Well, you do, but what do you want to do with it? But what do What do you want? Every a lot of people have. Everybody's intuitive. Not everybody is psychic. That that can mm-hmm. be developed. But yeah. everybody can develop that, right? So what are you wanting mm-hmm. to do with it? So you're getting some opening. Perhaps you're blocking it out of, out of fear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a part of you. That's why kids, you know, until it's socialized out of them, remember things. They remember other lifetimes. Uh, they remember meeting us, you know, parents or, you know, caretakers. They remember. Um, mm-hmm. So what are you wanting to do? What's your question for me? I'm just wanting to know how to enhance. I mean, obviously I'm doing something right because it's getting more enhanced. But um, Well, then just go with it. Just journal it. Just go with it. Just go with it. You know, I mean, there are people, like Mm -hmm. I do a lot of teleworkshops, workshops and seminars that help people become more psychic, you know, become more intuitive, listen to their intuition, become more psychic and develop that or channel. Um, there are other people, you know, I would definitely put the time and the energy in to look at accuracy and also make sure you're doing enough emotional clearing so you really are getting the downloads and the oh, I have been. <laughs> filter, filter. Yeah. So, but that's it then. That's, that's what I would suggest to you then. You know, if you, as long as you keep on top of your own inner work, then just enjoy the ride and just open up to that part of you. You know, mm-hmm. it's you. It's the cosmic you coming through. And um, embrace it. Enjoy it. Right? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Thanks, Stephanie, for calling in. Thank you. Much Uh Bye. You're so welcome. Bye. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello. Yes, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Yes, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure if it was um, if it was uh, you know clicked over. Hi, this is Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Um, so I just, um, I've, I've been listening to you for a long time, so I love your show. I just want to say that. And uh, thanks, Thank you. you know, for all your posts on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Um, so oh, cool. I, I've been listening. I listen to your, your, your show, um, you know, usually after because I can't usually catch it live. So um, I usually oh, okay. listen cool. to it in the car. <laughs> in the car. So, um, so a lot of the things that you talk about are, you know, apply to to my life and um 2018 had a a lot of blocks you know and i've been doing a lot of work in 2018 just trying to get Mm -hmm. through it all uh more for career and um so i was just curious for 2019 if you see you know more openings because i feel like i'm heading that way and I'm, i'm really ready and um and there's been a lot of signs you know that are coming around again that that kind of were blocked and wasn't pushing through in 2018 and then literally in the last like week I'm just getting you know bombarded with um it just those things are coming back and I'm sort of should I open right. that you know and so there's a lot there's a lot coming in all of a sudden but you know I don't want to put too much on my yeah I just wasn't sure what direction to go well with. just um, just just trust it I feel like the the doors are opening back again so that happens when we're doing a lot of deep inner work it seems stuff on the surface is stalled or stagnant, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden stuff is placed back in. It's kind of like cleaning out a closet, right? All this stuff is out of the closet now. And you've got it all around the you know, the bedroom or wherever the closet is. You've got it in the living room. It's all there. Some of it you got rid of. Some of it you threw away. Some of it you packed or gave away. Some of it you took. Whoops, I hear a lot of stuff. Static. Oh, that's the wind, sorry. You're moving around. That's the wind. Yeah, okay. It's on my side, sorry. <laughs> so I feel um, like you've got to um, just give yourself a little bit of time is what I'm hearing. Just give yourself a little bit of time to let things come back in order, okay? Because I feel like there's a – okay, I can't really – I can't hear you. I can't do the reading with you. Oh, can you hear now? Is that better? Yeah, if you if it's windy, I just can't, I, it disrupts the flow. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, okay. I'm just I'm just walking to pick okay, up my good. kids. So yeah. Um, all right. Um, yeah. So that, that I hope that helps. Like yeah, just um, let it sort through is what I. It's like a landing. You're like in a landing kind of yeah, phase that feels right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, okay. All right, Tanya. Good to connect with you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Bye-bye. give yourself some time. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna have more understanding and more direction, I would say, February, March. So that's for a lot of people too. This new year is oh, somebody in the chat said maybe if she mutes herself while walking, mutes her phone mic. Oh yeah, that's oh, a good you, point. Yeah. If you if people are walking or driving and you're calling in, yeah. Just when I'm starting to talk or tune in, just mute yourself because it's um distracting but it hurts people's ears too. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. No worries, honey. 
so yeah, just um, wind into the new year slowly and just notice what is coming back around for you. That's the message mm-hmm. for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. I thank you. Thank you very much. All right. You're so welcome. Appreciate Bye. it. Okay. Bye bye. You're so welcome. Bye. See, okay, two. Alrighty. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's Walter. Hey, Walter. Welcome. How are you? How are you? Doing pretty well. I'm good. Some weird energy happening on the, but other than that, it's good. It's all good. Good, That's good. A lot, of, a lot of breakthrough things. Want. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I can't wait to see your pick a card later on today when I get out of work. <laughs> good. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I really, I think I got the format because um, a lot of people were asking me to do for individual signs, and mm-hmm. I just at this point don't have like, you know, some of my readings can be kind of long individually when I do no, the I pick a card. So if I, you know, thank you. But I found a way if I can't maybe do an hour, hour and a half for each sign, but if I do mini, so I tune in and I do a mini one for each, and then I'll do a monthly for the overview of the energy, and then, so, of course, some of the pick a card as well. So I think awesome. I can't wait to see what you said about cancer. Oh, now what was going on with cancer? Oh, I think there was a new energy. Some of them was very interesting. There was like new energy patterns, like new ways of, of being that, like if they were maybe over-emotional, there was less emotion or more detachment. I, it was, all I can say was interesting. Some of it was like this just, I felt like this galactic energy coming in. Mm-hmm. That with the messages, like that people being so uh, guided. And the readings were different. There was a couple that were similar, but a lot of them are so different. Like, I remember Libra's was so different. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, not like any of the other. Like, some signs were just wrapping things up. Some were going deep into healing. Uh, I had a message from one person. They said it was so accurate they started crying. I think it was Aries. They said it, it was so accurate that they said it brought tears to their eyes and they were crying. And I was just, I made me cry. I mean, I'm going to cry. Right wow. Now. Well, I will most definitely comment yeah. under it today when I get home. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, Walter. So I, what's up with you? What's happening? What's going on? Well, just I just want to know, what do you see what's going on with me at work? It's a lot of changes and a lot of things going on. And I just want to know, what do you see? What do you feel? Well, I there everything's fine but I feel like underneath the surface you're getting ready to move on it's you know not real quick but I feel or or to do more um, now there is a little bit of chit chatty a little bit of gossipy or something right oh my goodness I love you so much I love you so much you're so right yeah there's a little yeah there's a little bit of backstabby gossipy um, yes a lot a lot a lot, and you're not knowing who to trust. Yes, it's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's spirit's way, you know, or your high, through your higher self saying, well, the frequent, you know, you're shifting, so it may not feel as good. But what I would suggest in those situations is to have 
a reason beyond the people why you're there. And it could be that you're okay. bridging. It could be for yourself. It could be that you're helping certain people. Focus more on the function. And I had a situation years ago that I, you may have heard me talk about this. Other people have heard me where I was working at a spiritual center and there was a great injustice done to me. I mean, I just got to tell you, it was like somebody, they, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, okay, like the main person did something, someone I was working with did, did something and they actually turned some people against me because they were triggered. Right. And right. people were trying to say, Oh, you both. And I'm like, I, 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 I didn't do anything. I never had this happen in my life. I feel like, the lesson is the, is the forgiveness and moving on. And because people always come back around and apologize, which they all did, um, and said that, you know, it had nothing to do with me. But I just, what I had to do is I had to tune in because I was teaching there. I had to tune in, like, what, who, what am I really here for? And in my meditation and prayer, I got the students. You're here for the students. You're here by divine appointment. There's a reason you're here. And so what I would do, because I am just this kind of gal, I was in the trickster, one of them that was part of the head, I would go up and kiss them, air kiss them and hug them. And you could I could feel mm-hmm. them tighten. But they couldn't but they couldn't do anything because it was in front of people, right? And this is all going right. on behind the scenes. People thought, oh, they're so enlightened, they're so aware, you know. But they were wounded. They're just wounded. I, and I still did feel love for them. I was just like, all I, every, all I kept praying was like, oh, please, God, let them hurry up and come and apologize and realize what, that they, what they did wrong. Please, you know, it took three years, but they finally did. Um, but I showed up not for them, not to fit in, not to feel persecuted, even though it hurt. And I couldn't trust certain people. I just rose above and said, why am I really here? What's my mission? What's my purpose? What am I meant to do? Um, and then later I you know, wound out of there. But So that's what I would suggest for you is look at the higher purpose, the bigger purpose. Come from a more expanded consciousness so you don't get pulled in. But you okay. are going to have some – they're still going to do what they're going to do, but it's going to affect you less, Okay. Okay. That's now, good to hear. Mind you, that, yeah, mind you, this is also happening to nudge you, like spirit nipping at your heels a little bit or your higher self, saying focus also on your things that you want to do. Focus on your healing. Focus on getting your message out there. Start now, okay, because that's going to okay. fuel you. That's going to fuel you and make this what you're experiencing uh, be less hurtful or harmful. Okay. 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 That makes All sense, right. Walter. Awesome. Yes. I'm Sorry you're going through it. I can, see, I can see it and feel it. Okay, cool. De- definitely. Uh, you know where to find me. Yes. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Big hug. Yeah, it's so hard. Like one of my spiritual teachers years ago, and she was a little gruff one. She's kind of snapped at me and said, it's not always about you. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, not every experience is about you. Sometimes you're placed somewhere as a reflection to other people. Or it's not about your learning. It's about what the people around you need to learn. And it's not about getting on a high horse, you know, or pedestal and thinking we're all that. It's just like, okay, I'm in this situation that I have nothing to do with. 
it's not bad karma. It's not. It's not this or that. I don't have to. I don't have to be anything other than connected to my, you know, higher self and the divine aspect, and go. Okay, what's the deal here? I don't have to be a martyr. I don't have to get in all that, but I can look and go, wow, these people are wounded. They're acting. It hurts. Believe me, I don't like it. You know, you don't want to be around it, really. But it teaches us to look at, wow, they're playing this weird wounding earth thing. I get it. I've done it before. I mean, you know, not to that. I, I don't do that kind of stuff. I can tell you. I've always not ever been the bully. I'm, that's just not my thing. Even as a kid, I was always the one to want to clear the air. But I can recognize it. I can see people get triggered, you know. And the thing is you can't handle it or deal with it when they're, you know, in that mode if they're not working a conscious path. And these people that did this to me were supposedly on a conscious path. And when they saw it, it took them three years, and God love them that they came back around. Uh, At least one of them did and apologized and said, had nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry. Well, how can I make it up? And I was just like, well, if you've done it six months later, I'd have some ideas. But by the time you get the apology, you're you're so over it, it doesn't matter, you know. But it's holding that space. It's being in our own vibrational frequency and not caving into another frequency. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. To whom am I speaking with? Hi, who's this? Hi, it's like. It's Lena. How are you? Hi, Lena. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for all the beautiful work you're doing. Mm, Question is about, so much for about yeah. Um, my question is about work. Um, I've been looking for work and a change of career since August, and nothing's really manifesting. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see if. Uh, if there's anything that I can do in the outer world to change things and if you see anything coming up for me. Okay, I get a couple things. First of all, you do have an energy shift, I feel, in the that Leo Aquarius time, but so in more mid February, but but it's you're gonna feel a shift, a decided shift the end of January. So that this eclipse is gonna be very powerful for you. The other thing I want to say is clear up and clear out. Move some stuff in your house. You need to change up the energy and feel differently about yourself. That is a big thing. So I feel like for you, you need to be a little more electrical in your energy. So maybe move some furniture around in a way that feels better for you. Plump up the pillows, put them here and there, wherever there's some, you know, stuff, whether closets or drawers, clear some stuff out. Um, what I hear mm-hmm. is just get out, get out of the house and mix with some, you know, some people that's going to shift the energy, uh, your kind of electromagnetic balance is what I'm hearing. And then I feel, mm-hmm. um, let's see, I do feel work coming in, but it's, but you're wanting to go in a whole new direction, right? Lena? Are you wanting to yes, go? Because now I, I'm getting, I keep getting writing. I keep getting May, June. May, June. So you're, you are working. Are you working now? Because I feel like there's something that you're wanting to do is completely different than what you're doing now. I am not working currently, but I'm trying to utilize my skill set 
and um, ch- change the career. So work in a different field, but within my skill set. Yeah. Okay. Well, the part of what I get with changing things around is just is also promoting, is putting yourself out there more. So it's you're going to get something for sure this year. I would say the first half of the year. If it's not February, then I would say mm-hmm. May, June. There's something, or there could be something that's shorter term time coming in and then something new. But you just have yeah. to prom- put yourself out there more. Does that make sense? It's, it's more meetings, more connecting, or throwing. Yeah. I feel like the meetings are in person somehow. You're needing to meet with people. Yes. It's not so networking, much online. Call it. Networking. Yeah, networking. There yeah. it is. Yeah, so something will come through. It seems to be more face-to-face rather than and the follow-up is perhaps the email or online. So just you're on the right path. It's going to come. It's just a little bit, you know, delayed. However, this eclipse uh, at the end of the month is going to help you, the 21st. Leo Aquarius okay. is really going to help you. That's, yeah, that's going to be a big turning point for you. Hmm. Okay. All right, that's my dear, great. thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. We're waiting for our guesties. Uh, Let's see. You're on air. Welcome to the program. Yes, hello. This is is Anna. I would like to know also about um, these. um, I'm working currently. I just wonder, I applied um, somewhere, and I really like it. Um, Do you see me working there eventually, or do you see me finding something else like what is I really want to work somewhere else and I'm looking actively okay well see yeah yours is too let's see I'm getting work were you doing anything with okay first of all I get business parts around you or there's tall buildings really tall buildings I see you walking up these steps and there's okay. like people eating I can see like these chairs with the um, I don't know how to say it. they're kind of bad they're they're metal but they're uh, they almost look woven in the back so mm-hmm. kind of like a food court kind of thing. Uh, were you working yeah. in a bank or finance? Was there a bank near you? No, a bank near me. Yeah, there are several banks near me. Okay, is there like a food? There's something you're going in with. Um, now, I'm wondering if you're doing, what do you call it, where the headhunter or something, where somebody gets you, what do you call it, temporary uh-huh. work or agency no, work? But I do That's what I see. But I don't They're want to do that. Oh, I know, know, but did they get you something already? Huh? Hello? Sorry, what did you say? Well, they're going to get you something. I, I feel you going back in there. Um. And they're just telling me it's a matter of time. So there might be something before. Either you're working on that now or you're about to get something from that headhunter. It's a temporary no, I don't thing. Work with and then the next... I, don't work, I don't work with headhunters okay. at all. They take okay, a portion well, of my money. Coming... I'm not going to work with them. Is there an agency? Maybe it's not headhunter. There's an agency. There's somebody outside of your work. Outside, It's not you. There's somebody else getting you work, getting you a job. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that could be. That could be like a connection or somebody. Yes. 
I don't know if it's That's where you've right. worked before, but anyway, I see you running to get, to, I see you going up the steps and it's a very tall, large building to go for the meeting. Um, there's other people that are there as well. The thing is, yeah, I feel going. like it's temporary. Are you going to something? I feel like the, the, the work is temporary and then somebody says, I've got something I think that's a better fit. You know, or you get in on an entry level or temporary position, and then there's something else that comes available that's a better fit. Yeah, I maybe it's re- human resources that you talk to. I don't know, but I feel like it's uh, not coming from you. It's coming from a third party. It's coming from someone else uh, that has your interest yeah. at heart and is 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 bringing it in. So yes, there's definitely work, but I feel there's two steps. There's there's entry level, or there's one position. And then I then there's something else I feel that more suits you, is what I'm hearing. That's more to your liking of what you want. Okay? I hope yeah. that helps, Anna. Much peace. I don't know. You're welcome. Hang in there. Sometimes we block ourselves because it's coming in one way that we don't expect or see. That's why I've learned over the years and from my great spiritual teachers and, you know, metaphysical teachers, esoteric teachers, and my, you know, mental, emotional, my therapists and my teachers for, you know, doing my clinicals. It's like I I have an idea and a vision of what I want or how it comes. Then I let it go. I release it. Because sometimes we do something intermediary that we don't really want to do, but it ends, or we're uncertain, but it ends up being the, the thing that we need uh, to bust things open, especially now. So I invite all of you to kind of open up to more of the possibilities um, of how things come around. You know, I was inter- being interviewed for some stuff that I didn't really want to do, but that opened some doors to connect with um, some amazing TV and documentary uh, producers, Right. But I could say, I don't want that, pro- I don't want to do this. But I stayed open. And one of the meetings ended up being this amazing documentary uh, company that has an interest in working with me. So, again, whether it's an agency or a headhunter, whatever, if the opening is there, very often spirit is giving us that opening, that step. You know, and so sometimes you have to see beyond the immediate step over into the horizon. Okay, now I am not sure if this is waiting for our guests. I don't know. Hello, welcome to the program. Hello, this is Julie Potaker. Are you talking to me? Oh, Julie Potaker, I am. Yes, well, your your phone is coming up as a Skype call or uh, 111, so I just took a chance, like, is ah, this going to be the guest or not? I called in on my landline so that we would have a clear connection in one way at oh, least. Oh, yeah, you sound really good. You sound really good, Julie. Um, yeah, but I can't, it doesn't have, it's not giving me the um, prefix. So anyway, it's here I am. Yay. Here yes, I am. Yay. Okay, um, so I just want to let everyone know um, that's just listening right now and just tuning in who we're with. Our awakening guest today is Julie Potiker. She's a mindfulness expert, and her new book is Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have to, Mindful Methods for Staying Calm in the Midst of Chaos. Welcome, Julie. Welcome to the program. 
thanks. I was really enjoying listening to your answers to the last couple call-ins. Fascinating. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it seems um, what your book is so – in fact, I'm thinking of someone, one of our listeners is going through um, cancer treatment right now and was asking for some books with how to deal with um, situations like this. And Difficult I had mentioned, emotions. Uh, Yes, and difficult emotions, but yours would be so perfect because you also have the mindful, the, the methods, the techniques, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So there's a lot of people right now, as always, but it's, it's even more heightened, I would say, in, in the time frame that we're living through, where there is a lot of uncertainty, there is a lot of chaos, whether individually and for sure as a collective. Mm-hmm. And people do need, right, they need the tools. Um, while in a way, I love your title, because it is, while the life falls apart, you know, right? Because life to. is going to fall I, apart. I, I mean, we're we're human beings. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on this earth, and we're going to experience suffering. And then it's how do you mm-hmm. respond instead of react? Mhm. Mhm. How do you respond? Yeah. So it's possible. Um, I always say, you know, some of the most traumatic things that I've gone through, I can still feel like a little sense of joy and peace. It's like a little sea. It's there. I can feel it. Maybe covered up with a lot of stuff, but it's there, you know. Um, What would you suggest to people that find themselves in chaos or there are, you know, a lot of transition, a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, to not have to necessarily go down that, you know, that drain. Rabbit hole. So to speak. The <laughs> rabbit, hole. rabbit yes. hole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we well, there's, there's a couple really simple techniques. Uh, the very first thing I would do is I would sit down with a pencil and paper or a pen and paper, and I would write a list of everything that brings me joy. So everything mm. from taking a bath to taking a walk, calling a friend, to planning a vacation, you know, big things, little things, having tea or coffee, whatever it is, taking mm. a yoga class. And that way when you're feeling like crap, you can look at that list because you're not going to feel like do, yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to think necessarily of a joyful activity when you're not feeling joyful. That'll help you change the channel to do something that makes you feel good. And the the really big thing about a positive emotional state is if you can allow Mm -hmm. it to land in your body for a breath or two, you push it from a mental state to a neural trait and you make your brain happier. That's the rewiring your brain. That's neuroplasticity. So if if you notice that you're having a good moment, which people do have, even in the middle of sorrow, they can notice a sunset. That's right. You do. You know, yeah. if you and and you're aware of it because you're not worrying and ruminating. So that awareness is mindfulness, right? You're aware mm-hmm. of it. You take it in. You rewire your brain for more happiness and resilience. It's taking in the good. It's oh, Rick Hansen is like, like the like the father of this work, and he's um, he's yeah. my teacher for this part of my work so and it works so you can make your brain not so negative yeah and I agree you know and I think some some have that more naturally I think and I love what you say because I've always you know I have the hashtag it's the little things and I find that and again the midst of things you know that are can be very challenging to difficult to horrible 
if we're in that moment, a lot of times there is something that is so amazing that even just lifts us for that moment, right? Just mm-hmm. noticing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times what I find happens, and it's so interesting we're having this conversation because I had this like last week with one of my clients and they're like, you don't really hold on to things. And I said, well, I have my moment. I do. But if I'm in the moment, if I'm meeting somebody and we're talking and then you say a joke and it's funny, I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to hold on and go, oh, I'm in a bad, I'm supposed to be, you know, this horrible thing is happening to me. I'm bad. So what can you suggest to people? Because sometimes people train themselves to not look at those little positive things or upliftment, the, the sunset, the sunrise, you know, somebody getting a flower, you know, they right away, they hold on to the, the tragic or the tragedy or what's going on. How well, can someone begin to shift from that mindset? Yeah. Right. Okay. I hear your possible? question. I hear your question. It's a hundred percent possible. It's doable and it's not difficult. It just takes practice. Okay. So okay. I think the very first thing, I would recommend, besides do what writing down your joy list, I would recommend mm-hmm. starting a meditation practice. And that could scare people away, mm-hmm. it, but it doesn't need to. They could download Insight Timer. It's free. And just put their earbuds in and follow a voice telling them what to do. They don't need to sit quietly and watch their mind chatter. That's not helpful for most people. So mm-hmm. doing okay. a guided meditation slows your brain down, Right. And it enables you to make that pause. Like in the hypothetical that you gave me where there was some traumatic situation and an interpersonal interchange going on, but there was a funny joke and you Mm -hmm. laughed, it's because you Mm -hmm. were present, you weren't still ruminating or worrying. And your primate brain is the same as my primate brain in terms of worrying and ruminating. That's why human beings have lasted this long because we're wired that way, and we have a negativity bias to keep us safe. That's but right. All of that, all of that counteracted by mindful methods tools, by mindfulness, self-compassion, taking in the good, joy, a gratitude practice. All of these things make your brain less reactive and calmer and happier. Okay. So it sounds like the first thing may be just doing the guided meditation, guided imagery, and just recognizing that, okay, I I hold on to this or I'm not able to shift. So starting with that and then maybe, like you said, the joy list or gratitude list. First of all, the gratitude and the joy list are two different different things, but they're both important. Yes. Yes, that's what I said, a joy list and a gratitude list. Yeah. So it sounds like to me the first thing is is the recognition of, oh, I tend to do this. And maybe sometimes people can kindly point that out. Um, but I like that you're saying that it sounds like the foundation of it, at, at least to get going and help shift the mindset, would be opening up to more of a consistent like guided imagery so that you're getting – you know, kind of those positive juices or getting those those messages and, you know, the energy transmission of that to kind of help you. Um, so I, I have a different vocabulary than you do, but I think we're saying the same thing um, mm-hmm. because I, I would talk about it in terms of guided meditation, giving your brain a break. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, when you're worrying and you're ruminating, your brain, like, yeah. I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead. 
Well, I mean, you do have a lot of brain activity, brainwave activity and meditation. I mean, it's a very, uh, you know, having come from one time I had a concussion where I couldn't meditate because there's so much brain activity when you, mm. when you meditate. Um, that it, when you have a concussion, sometimes it's like it's too much activity in, that, in those alpha theta states. So let's just get to a common languaging. What would, for our listeners, are they shifting their mindset? Are they, how would you term it to them that, and the reason I'm kind of going over this a bit is that we do get a lot of people, you know, I do on my platforms and then on this program, we get a lot of people asking, you know, how do I get out of these thoughts or these loops or the, the right. doubt or the anxiety or the, right? How do I get out of that? And I love that you say start with the guided, you know, meditation or imagery. Um, but what are people actually doing so they, they know, well, they're, okay, they're this down, is what I'm doing? Yes. They're down-regulating mm-hmm. cortisol and adrenaline when they're, when they're mm-hmm. following the voice and they're listening and they're concentrating on whatever the prompts are, whatever, whether it's their breath or repeating a phrase or repeating a word. And, and that's what I mean by giving your brain a break. It's not that nothing's going on in there. It's just that really good stuff's going mm-hmm. on in there. Mm-hmm. So is it actually changing the perhaps their default position of their of their mind where they go to, or is it like a pattern interrupt? Yes, it's a pattern interrupt. Thank okay. you. That's good. And also, okay. after after months of practice, it's also changing your wandering mind when you're not meditating. Yes. You won't be ruminating and worrying as much. Yeah. That's so true. That's a, that's I find that amazing. Deal. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's huge. It's like doing mantra meditation, and after doing it for a few hours, you, you go to sleep with the mantra. You sleep with the mantra. You wake up to the mantra. Your mantra, beca- you know, becomes not only steeped in that bliss or oneness or that bhakti, but you're, that's what your mind is focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let me ask you, Julie, do you, from your training and experience, um, expertise. Do you think and feel that it's possible to to shift one's mindset enough and how they use the mind that the default position becomes more of the life enhancing, becomes more of the optimal? Yeah, and, for sure. You, you know, know wow. okay. when you when you put positive stuff into your mind, it's going to change your mm-hmm. outlook on life, and it's going to change your mind. It's going to change your brain. Mm-hmm. And we all have a choice on that. We don't have to watch the news. Yeah. You don't have to put all yeah. that, like, crazy what's going on in the United States of America stuff into your head every day. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. People yeah. get so, so amazing, stressed right? out. It's amazing. They get, like, headaches and yeah. stomach aches and the whole thing from watching the news. Well, I recommend mm-hmm. don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Make it make a different choice is what exactly. I hear you saying. Make a different choice, yeah. Be well, and again, and that's a form of mindfulness is looking at choices. You know, putting connecting those dots as to how am I feeling by what am I thinking or what am I bringing into that container. You know, right. And then mind. there's another piece that I think is important, mm-hmm. and that is when you notice because you're aware when you notice. Mm-hmm. that you've slipped and you're letting negative stuff in, it's important mm-hmm. to not beat yourself up over it and to just 
say, oh, that's okay, sweetheart. Call yourself a term of endearment, even if it makes you laugh and it seems silly. If it makes you laugh, it's really good, right? Call yourself a term of endearment and then change the channel. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up over it, you know, because then you're just adding a second poison arrow to the already bad scene that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, don't say, I already, I all, oh my gosh, I always get sucked into the drama in the workplace or, you know, whatever. So and so is having having uh going through a bad divorce and I always go down the rabbit hole with her. Just mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up, mm-hmm. but change the channel. Say to yourself, Wow, yeah. that's tough. I must be a really compassionate friend. I I guess my my uh my armor was rusty or whatever and then do some self care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my thing is Telling, I don't have to go through the rabbit hole down the rabbit hole anymore. Even if you have a way out or a map, I don't need to visit there. Right. <laughs> I don't need to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, right. With, with what you do, you probably have had to build up years of some kind of boundary where you take care of yourself, or you because you're oh yeah you're you're intuitive, right? And you're you're picking up all yes. this stuff from people and some of it could be just demonic. Yeah. Just yeah, that, you're right. That wouldn't be a healthy place for you to be living. No. No. The, but yeah, boundaries are key when learn that in counselor training, but yeah, you have to have and I think everyone, you know, I love what you were saying earlier about um you know, we have the choice and that mindfulness. And I, I feel like some of it is even knowing, you know, have I been there enough for somebody? You know, is it my, what do I need now? You know, am mm-hmm. I at a deficit? I was, don't have to answer the phone. Let it go to, you know, voicemail. You don't have to answer every text, you know, reactively. It's those small choices, which to your point goes back again to being mindful Right. You brought up and, something so important just now. It's the hmm. 24-7 being responsible for your technology, being responsive. I, I think that we should make rules on that and just, you know, tell the people in our life we're not going to be answering emails from whatever time it is to whatever time it is, let's say 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or something, and then don't do it. Don't do it, Yeah. I agree. Really, I, yeah. It that's um, yeah. It's not the technology. It's the it's it's people. It's us. It's that you exactly. know. It could be any anything. Um, it's it's kind of addictive, you know. It's kind of addictive, like mm-hmm. because you get a mm-hmm. dopamine bump. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've read all those same studies about why, yeah. like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, why they're so addictive because people want to see how many likes they got on whatever photo of their dogs they put up or whatever it is. And I actually follow this one woman who's um, a phenomenal, phenomenal writer, really raw, earthy stuff. And I think she's addicted to Facebook because she's on vacation right now with her husband and she's still sneaking and popping on there and writing these magnificent paragraphs. And I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, put your phone away. Put it away. Give a break. But again, your point to mindfulness, I, I find if you really do have a practice that's suiting you, you will naturally have those boundaries. You know? And, of course, some people are, you know, can be more obviously addicted. But um, 
yes, I kind of just see it as the same problem we've had in humanity, and it's a it's a call perhaps from mindfulness for meditation. It's you know our own inner boundaries, mm-hmm. and when you're getting fulfilled or filled up by spirit, you, there's not that constant external grabbing. You know, um, you know some of it's fine. I mean, it's a way of connecting and sharing. I love it. I love social media, but I think the relationship, like you say, has to that or anything like that. Whether it's gambling, whatever is giving that immediate high. Exactly. Maybe the answer is ourselves. You know. Exactly. Um, which how exactly, do you but then that's people... hard. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to mm-hmm. resist, isn't it? Well, I don't think so. Okay, that's <laughs> Honestly, good. Well, my true answer. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that, but that, but then again, I'm somebody that lets the phone, you know, the message go to the phone. I don't automatically. And if I ever have slipped into that, I always pull back and go, okay, what am I not doing for myself? So I think everything is awareness or is consciousness. I, I just think that it's, and maybe it's books like yours, you know, and more of us speaking on this, um, because again, we're cause that nothing makes, you know, Years ago, in one of my meditation classes, I used to have the phone actually go off. We'd get in meditation, and I'd have other people call. And the things that people would say, you know, like, I've got to pick up, or my girlfriend's going to be mad at me, or or I just can't just let it go. The voice, I mean, they really had this, like, visceral, like, I, I can't, ugh, I can't just let it go. You know, I, so I don't know. How do you, what's your thought? How do we get back or deliver the message or like, create the opening or the awareness to get into that causal point that you are, you know, it's it's about all of us. Right. I think that mindfulness has reached such a tipping point. It's so mainstream now, and there's so much mm-hmm. scientific evidence because, like, science has caught up with the spirituality now at this point. And so mm-hmm. I think that the more people get on the bandwagon and talk about it and talk about how they just feel more balanced. They just feel less reactive. They're able to make a more skillful response. You know, they're able to get their prefrontal cortex online and, and make a more skillful response because their amygdala, amygdala isn't just jumping to a reaction. And I'm sure people won't talk like at cocktail parties with the actual scientific jargon, but they'll say, geez, my spouse says I'm nicer. I'm not yelling at my kids so much. Mm. You know, it seems mm-hmm. like everybody in at work is having a better time, you know, and then, oh, really, what have you been doing lately? And then and then it comes out, well, I've been meditating, and that's just how it started. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So do you feel it's starting, so it's more mainstream, so in a way what we're talking about is perhaps already making those changes and so maybe yeah. we're in a trajectory that is that what you're saying i think it's that like it a revolution i think it's a revolution and we're already in the middle of it thank goodness yes yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i like that yeah i think you're right i think that as it's getting more out there and there's more tools it's more accessible then again people begin um using it um now, one of the and things it, I was going over – go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, oh, it's okay. You can ask. I was just going to say we just need to keep making it easy. 
you know. Ah, And that way people can keep jumping on. Because if we make it too convoluted, it won't happen. And if we make it sound like it's a religion, it won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I like to keep it easy. Yeah, that's... And, and speaking of that, because a lot of people, again, and some of it is, again, you know, induced by what's going on externally. You mentioned, you know, in the government, politics, the mm. world, America. Um, what can help people to release some of that anxiety or in some ways it's, it's, not, it's to not take it on? Right. So I, I do two things. I do two things. If I happen to get caught in... Um, a situation where the people around me are talking about politics. I Mm -hmm. breathe in the pain, stress, suffering, and I breathe out love, peace, ease. It's giving me something to do that's positive, and it's releasing. Mm. I feel like I'm able to morph all the bad into good. It's like a little superpower, and it's actually an ancient meditation technique. Um, in, in English, it's called the sending and receiving meditation, but in Pali, it's called Tonglen, T-O-N-G-L-E-N. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it totally works. And if, and if I'm at the airport or something or a doctor's office and the news is on and there's some terrible story, I just put my hand to my heart immediately, which is my soothing touch go-to place for down-regulating cortisol and adrenaline. So I'm going to get some oxytocin going and some endorphins, and I'll be breathing in the bad and breathing out the good, and I do it automatically. Okay, I like that. Thich Nhat Hanh has some uh, looks on that. It brought that in. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, and you know who else? Pima Chodron, she has an entire book just entitled Tonglen, and actually Tara Brock... Tara Brock, if you go to tarabrock.com, she leads mm-hmm. a Tonglen yes. meditation that is like heavenly. Okay. It's all on all that, yeah, all that stuff. Is, yeah, all so, that stuff's on my website, so all of it. Okay, and just for those that are listening, it's mindfulmethodsforlife.com. Is that the website? If anybody yes, has to go check it out, Tamara put teacher, it in the chat. Thank you, Tamara. Like, like every good. Every book I read along the way, all my teachers' books, their websites, their newsletters, every, it's like a library in the reading and resource tab. So it's not like me, 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 me. It's like here is a wealth of learning. Enjoy it. Nice. Now, Julie, you said something, and I just did, and it felt so wonderful. You said um, and we could connect in those, those bonding hormones, the, the oxytocin. You said you you take your hands and put them on. Can you share that with our listeners? You take your hands, you said. Sure. So that's called soothing touch. It's from the mindful Mm self-compassion curriculum. And if you, um, you could do like a Simon says while you're listening right now, you could place a hand or both hands on your heart for a moment and see how it feels. And then move your hands to your cheeks like you're cradling your face. Move your hands to your belly. One hand, two hands, mm-hmm. hug your arms, and then hand in hand. And if you do that, when you feel stress, anxiety, sorrow, any grief, anything bad coming up, you will release endorphins and oxytocin from your brain into your body, those feel-good hormones, like you're nurturing yourself. Mm-hmm. The same as if it was a, a mother and an infant. But oh, you're doing so you it, can for do it for yourself. yourself. It doesn't have to. 
That's so interesting. I didn't know. So you can do it for yourself. It doesn't have to be with somebody else giving the positive touch or soothing touch. You can do it for yourself. It is is something. It it is self-care that you do on the spot for yourself, and you can do it 20 times a day if you need to. Beautiful. Okay. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I don't have someone to hug me, or, you know, they have these, like, now there's a whole movement, people going to get hugs. Um, these hugging groups or whatever, but you can just do it yourself. Um, that's amazing. That is, I, I, mean, I it makes recommend sense now that we're talking about it. Right? Yeah, I recommend doing it yourself because then you know that you've got your own back and you can be your own best friend. Yeah, because you've got yourself. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so empowering. Mm-hmm. That you're doing it for you know your own healing and that it, it emits the same hormones. Exactly. Now, one of the things I wanted to um, also ask you about, because, you know, we focus on positive emotions, negative emotions, and, again, I touched on it earlier about the loop, the looping that sometimes, you know, happens with people. What are your suggestions for moving through or past negative emotions, especially if they're, you know, chronic, chronic sex states emotionally or negative mindset? Well, I think I think the practice RAIN, R-A-I-N, is probably, and it really incorporates everything we've already talked about, it's probably the most helpful. So it's, okay. it's recognizing that you're having the difficult emotion like, oh, that's anger coming up. You know, you feel some kind okay. of like like tensing in your in wherever it is, in your stomach, your solar plexus, your neck, wherever it is that you feel the emotion coming up. And then allowing mm-hmm. it to be there for a few moments, like, wow, okay, that feels crappy. I really feel grief right now or anger or whatever it is. Investigating why it's there. Oh, there was a trigger. I can see. And then nourishing yourself mm-hmm. is the end. What do I need to hear right now? Oh, Julie, sweetheart, that was really hard. Mm-hmm. No wonder you feel bad. That person really made you feel bad. I'm so sorry for you. What do you need to hear right now, sweetheart? And then I would change the channel by pulling up a memory. So this is like a little addition to rain. I would pull up a memory of a time when I felt joy recently that I have in my memory bank. And then I would really think about that and give it a moment to feel it, and I will have changed the channel. Mm -hmm. I like that. So part of the, which is a wonderful part that you're bringing into the mindfulness, is the recognition of what the the emotion is, but also to be there again, to be there for that part of you that's having this emotion of this going through this situation instead of, a, you know, judging or abandoning. But And how, what do you notice, let's say with the whole idea, because a lot of what we've been talking about um, which I love, is the, the ability to be there for oneself and recognize what we need. Do you notice big changes in people when we move more into that um, care of ourselves? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. Oh, absolutely. People are People show up more whole. Then they're better mm-hmm. able to, to be the the sister, the friend, the mother, the whatever caretaking they have in the universe, you know, or mm-hmm. if it's a man, they're able to show up as a better friend, father, son, whatever, because they're 
taking care of themselves. And then when you show up better, people are mirroring your neurons, which is cool, and they can't help it and you can't help it. You can't control that. So you might as well put out these positive, fantastic neurons for people to mirror, and then it ripples out. Oh, okay, interesting. That makes sense. That so that becomes that subconscious the sub that becomes the message of what you want because you're giving it to yourself. Mhm. And you're a happier Powerful. person and then you make other people happier. You know, when I'm in the grocery store and I'm waiting online, I say, mm. "May you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you live with these." I say it inside my head. I don't do it out loud. I don't want people to think I'm a wacko. And um, I say it to the people in line in front of me and to the cashier. And then by the time I get up and it's my turn to the to the cashier, I'm like just this mellow, happy human. And they look at me like, "Wow," you know. And then the person in line behind me gets the benefit of better human-to-human contact, and so it goes. Mm, I do it at the airport. Consciousness. Yeah, I do it at the airport at TSA. (laughs) Oh, and those people aren't getting paid right now. Oh, my God. I know, right? Oh, gosh. Um, I love it. Um, And Tamara in the chat is putting, uh, I love this whole idea of self-soothing and self-care. Yeah, I do, too. I do as well. I feel on some levels we don't, not enough is spoken about that. Uh, Maybe perhaps some people aren't necessarily seeing the correlation to the self-soothing and self-care. Well, there's a curriculum. I do as a um, psychologist. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do. I can tell you that much. Because I think a lot of our problem is we haven't learned how to self-soothe, you know. I agree. Right? As a collective. I agree. When I took the teacher training for the Mindful Self-Compassion course, it was the first cohort of teacher trainings in 2014. Mm -hmm. There were 52 of us. 50 people in that room were therapists. I'm not. I'm a lawyer. So it was me and a girl that's like a physical therapist. We were the only two in the room that, that weren't therapists. And I think of the thousands of us all over the world now, the, the lion's share yeah. therapists, and they're using it with their clients, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the biggest thing is the self-soothing. And I, my, my clients that have um, children, they learn that right away, and I'm like, okay, they could either spend hours with, with me down the road or just let them teach them to self-soothe. It's so huge, the yep. self-soothing. I mean, um, but I'm glad that's part of the curriculum. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so for your listeners, if they're curious about this, Mindful Self-Compassion was created by Chris Germer at Harvard and Kristen Neff at Texas. Um, they're both professors. They're both PhDs. And um, on my website, you can click through to both of their books, but it also talks all about what Mindful Self-Compassion is and I have a video of Kristen Neff talking about it, and I have some John, a John Kabat-Zinn video because mine, he's like the granddaddy of mindfulness, and mindful self-compassion mm-hmm. is built on that. So it's mindfulness so that you, oh, so that you're aware you're you're suffering when you're suffering, right? And then mm-hmm. it's self-kindness, 
and then it's common humanity because we are all in this together. So if you're feeling grief or shame or sorrow or depression or whatever it is, you've got to know that there's maybe a billion or two other people feeling the same bad way at the same bad instant. And that takes the isolation, which leads to depression, away. It's like, wow. It's like when my mom was passing away, I had this like visceral, like, like knowing that I was among millions and millions of daughters having their mom take her last breath at that instant. Hmm. Maybe there is something, I love what you're saying, there is something, and I've been becoming more aware of it, and but you're kind of putting some words to it, that this interconnectedness is becoming more important, but also apparent. It's apparent, you're, and you're giving a way to tap into it through the mindfulness that mm-hmm. you're going through it, but beca- but that there are, you know, thousands or billions of other people at the same time that are going through the exact same experience. Right. And if you're not alone, yeah. then it feels mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would there be billions or thousands? I agree because I've been doing these readings on YouTube. I'm telling you, you're answering something. And I'm wondering, why am I able to tap in? Why can you tap in? exactly knowing what people are doing that you've never met, you know, and you, you get the feedback. But there's something, I don't know, this unity, there's energy field, there's something, a tapping into something. Well, there's, Whether we're there's, experiencing it or you're tapping into somebody, what their experience, What what is that? Well, so I don't know that whether it's, you know, Tammy Sue in, you know, Houston or whether it's somebody in Timbuktu, but I know mm-hmm. that there's only a certain amount of human emotion and there's only mm-hmm. uh, certain flavors of human suffering. And we're, mm-hmm. all, we're all on this earth in that. In that. Right. And so at any given time, all of that's happening all over the world. So you just intellectually know that you're not alone. And then once you kind of feel it in your bones, it doesn't matter that you don't know who the people are, you just know, oh, there's this many people mm-hmm. that die at every second. I'm sharing this experience mm-hmm. with this many people. I'm sharing this. Yeah. I love how because there's been, and maybe, you know, a lot of the, you know, compassionate communication, there's been a lot with it, but it seems that for a while it's been separate. And I love this weaving of it together that the mindfulness is not just an everyday life or living, but it's also individually, but also then the next step to have that compassion and to be able to, you know, self-nurture, self-care, have that self-compassion. It's to me, it's foundational, but I love how it's woven together. I find that very empowering and helpful. Yeah. I, I, um, I wove a lot of these teachings together for me. And that's why mm. I teach. That's why I teach such an integrated grab bag, you know, because mm-hmm. the mindful self-compassion curriculum on its own is amazing. But you add it, you add Pima Chodron to it, and Brene Brown, and Tara yeah. Brack, and Rick Hansen, and all of a sudden you've got a mm-hmm. symphony. Yeah. So when I'm yeah, teaching, I, really I tell wonderful. everybody, I tell everybody, okay, I didn't make this up. This is from this book, I bring the books in, you know? Yeah. 
And then on my website, I have all of it. So it's it's just it's gorgeous because, and a lot of those a lot of those really famous teachers won't teach each other stuff because it's not their research. They didn't they didn't um, originate it. But I can synthesize everybody. What's great to synthesize, then you get a you get a great you know program. Just have a couple like I don't know a minute remaining. I wanted to let people know that you do have a retreat. So Julie, if you can share with the listeners um, the information yeah. on the retreat, of course they can go to mindfulmethodsforlife.com to right. find out more information about you. But what can you share with them now um, about the retreat and when is it? So pe- people that live in the San Diego area, there's a really cool retreat at a ship in the woods in Escondido on Saturday, this coming up Saturday, the 12th, from 1 to okay. 4. Um, there's going to be me and this incredible other teacher that's going to be doing an internal martial arts. So I'm going to be teaching mindfulness and self-compassion mm. and happiness practice a little bit of mindful eating, and then sense and savor walk around the grounds. She's going to, we'll split the group up. She's going to be teaching um, kind of like a Tai Chi, but I don't want to say that because it's not exactly Tai Chi, but a really cool okay. movement meditation. And then we'll bring the group together to do uh, a closing ceremony where we'll write loving kindness phrases and release them mm. into the universe. And then there's 25 artists that'll have exhibits there and then a concert at night. So it's, it's called gray matter. Wow. It's a sh- yeah. It's a very cool event. It's I'm donating wow. my time and my books for them. It's their a 501 C three nonprofit. They're a, an art and culture okay. incubator in, in Escondido and they're on park like grounds with a river running through it in the woods. I mean, it's pretty neat. Oh, nice. So you have, um, about this retreat. Now, what's the name of the retreat, and where can they find out more information about If they the go retreat? on my website, Mindful Methods for Life, they'll see it as an event coming up. Or if they go on Mindful Methods for Life on Facebook, they'll see it. And they can buy tickets right from those two, like event. You know, it's like a Facebook event, and it clicks through to Eventbrite. Okay, Perfect. Oh, Julie, thank you for being a part of Awakenings and coming on and sharing. You've been such a joy. I I love what you're doing with synthesizing all this. I just think it's a great foundation, but also, you know, a, a wealth, of, you know, in the in the tool chest, you know, for people to thank um, you. to have. Thank you so much for all that I'm, you're doing. Thanks for being I'm on grateful. I'm grateful that you wanted to talk to me, and I love what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you, and have a great retreat. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Much peace. All right, everyone, that was Julie Potiker was with us uh, today for Awakening Dialogue, and her book is Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have To, Mindful Methods for Staying Calm in the Midst of Chaos. If you want to find more information about her, her work, um, as well as the upcoming retreat, you can go to mindfulmethodsforlife.com. Oh. Beautiful. And I love that with the self-care. Oh, my God, I was doing it. Putting the hands on the chest. Ah, take a breath. That's it. Just all takes taking that breath, being mindful. Well, always great to be with all of you here for all things Awakenings. You can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. 
Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued Awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's Soul Insights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.